Hey, welcome. This is Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. And I'm your co-host, James Parker, on today's episode, Social Security Planning for the Self-Employed. If you're a mom-and-pop business, how do you make sure you contribute enough to Social Security that you get a decent benefit? All kinds of complex situations. We also have some notes on this topic. Go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 38. This is episode 38. So it's gregoryricks.com slash podcast 38. That's where we get to talking about businesses, you know, the mom and pop businesses. And uh, over the years, we get these stories about where they've ran a business and are they both participating in Social Security? And I'll, I'll run this question by I have from this article here uh, husband uh, and this is obviously female asking the question the husband and wife run a small business their profits are modest but usually enough to reach the social security table maximum so when she's writing this question I'm thinking okay they're both putting in and they're both maxing social security so she noted that we are both 65 and plan to file for Social Security next year when we reach full retirement age. We recently checked our Social Security accounts, and she was shocked to learn that the only earnings on her record are from when she was younger before they started the business. Even though they file a joint return, for some reason, all the company's earnings went on the husband's record and none went on hers and she was wondering why filing a joint return and here's the help filing a joint return has nothing to do with assignment of the business earnings to social security accounts the social security part of the self-employment tax is called schedule se and this is the form that indicates whose social security number gets the credit for the business's profit and obviously for all those years, the person who prepares your tax returns had been putting your husband's name and the husband's social security number on Schedule SE. So th- you see what was happening. They're doing, you know, uh, self-employment, you know, business. They're not an entity or anything, but when it come down to the Schedule SE, it was all going to his Credit, so she probably feels pretty bad about that. If uh, noting here in the article, if misery loves company, you may find some small amount of solace knowing that you're not alone. And actually, this happens quite a bit. And even when we have sole proprietors talking about their business going forward, you know, we, we have the sense that they, you know, well, you know, I had never made much money. You know, you've had, we've had these calls where they talk about, well, what's your profit? Like, if there was, how do I qualify for a mortgage? Well, you've got to show profits and earnings, which if you're a Schedule C, then you're going to have Schedule SE. So you're going to have to pay both sides of the Social Security tax. And see, when you're, your business usually paid taxes on maximum Social Security earnings. So that's the important thing. And they're, they're not paying the earnings on both. So let's say that will be 3000 a month in Social Security earnings. So at full retirement age, what your husband will get is 3000 a month. And because your Social Security record is empty or almost empty, you'll get the wife's benefit equal to half that rate, which is 1500 a month. So he's getting 3000 
50%, the spousal benefit would be $1,500. So you'll get a combined $4,500 a month. Now, if they had done it separately, as an example, and split it between the two and getting about $1,800, $1,500 a month, considering that situation, they're probably getting about $3,600 a month versus it focused on him was getting $4,500 a month. It worked out that way that they were, because he had built up a good bank in Social Security, the $3,000, and her getting the 50% spousal benefit turned out to be $4,500 a month versus them splitting it along the way where each of them were getting would be getting 1800 a month you know and this is estimating if they did it the other way where they split the uh schedule C and and the S the social security income portion off the schedule C so they're splitting the profit of the business and applying that to both of their social security banks and if it was 1800 a month they would have been getting and turned on their Social Security at FRA, they're getting $3,600 a month. So that way, it would have worked less. So in that situation, long as the business goes well and the marriage goes well, what what would have would be her situation? They have a business falling out. They argue so much about the business, they get a divorce. What is her benefit then? You know, speaking of the better way to do it is what I'm referring to is where they focused on him. He got the three thousand. The spousals the fifteen hundred. Now they're getting forty five hundred a month. So, but what if they had split up after ten years? Then they would each get the eighteen hundred, or in her situation, she'd get fifteen hundred instead of eighteen hundred. Yes, which, right? yeah, she's just getting the fifteen hundred, but he's getting three thousand. But they're not together. From, from that standpoint. So th- that that is a concern there when you're looking at self-employed people and how relationships going. And I, I've got some other variation of questions here w- we can talk about as well, but that's what I wanted to bring up that situation is that one worked good, but it doesn't always work out that way. Oh, man. So you mean to tell me you have to have the awkward conversation with some people about how good is your relationship or maybe they volunteer that information. Well, sometimes I'm having to. Sometimes we do marriage counseling. There was a, a discussion recently. I, I, well, I'll go back. There was a case we had a while back, and the, it just seemed like, oh my gosh, they're going to split up over this retirement planning. And so we we had to go and make adjustments because he's like, why are we focusing on my retirement assets and why not yours kicking some of it? Well, she's still working longer. He's, he's already retired. And so I go in there and, and look at when to turn on social security and I, and, and she's wanting to make sure she's got the max cause she's probably going to outlive him. She's in better health. So I look at it and I said, well, you know, I think maybe in this case we turn on social security for him now at 62 hers gets turned on at age 70, she'll have the larger Social Security benefit. Plus, you know, he's retired first, so what's wrong with leaning on his assets? But if we've turned on Social Security, now we're taking less from his assets. That's doing some of the heavy lifting. And it also showed the assets working out better longer. But it's because... and some of this got you have to really get the thinking here because they're in disagreement about that, and we don't want like 
to get to to get divorced over retirement planning. That's not that's not supposed to happen. You've made it this far. Let's not let this blow everything up. So, but it's I, I like getting in those situations through the end complaint. What, what which way to do it to make it work better? I, that's fun stuff from my my point of view. So he's looking at the spreadsheet, going, "Why are we spending all my money first? <laughs> well, the, the the distributions on one of the scenarios was taking it from his and deferring both Social Securities to FRA. So then you look at and the th- this thing about this is looking at different scenarios and what will work best. But you've got to also judge what is their reaction to these options. And they might have some things that bothers them, like, why is it my assets? Why aren't we using some of your assets? And there's sometimes where you you don't have this push and pull against each other, but some of it could be because of RMDs can factor in there, or this is, is, is the mix of the assets versus qualified versus non-qualified. There's so many things that can dictate efficiencies, and we might lean on one of the couple persons in the couple's assets more than the other because it's going to be more efficient that way over time. And sometimes it could be retirement ages are a little bit different. Rochelle and Hammond, you're on Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. How can we help you, Rochelle? Hi, how are y'all? Doing great. Thanks for calling. Uh, Yeah, I've been listening to your program for years. And I just love all the information you give. And I'm calling because I have a couple of concerns. I'll be 50 this year, and um, I have nothing in place for retirement, nothing. I had some setbacks in 2009, and literally I had to start my life over. So I've been self-employed for a long time, and I pulled up my benefits the other day just to see what I would get if something was to happen or retirement years, $1,100. Is that at 62 or at full retirement age? At the full retirement age. So my question is, I pay pay the self-employment tax at the end of the year when I do my taxes. Would it be better for me to do a quarterly tax every single, you know, quarter instead of waiting to the end of the year to do a self-employment tax or because I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm, I mean, surely I don't have enough for anything at this point for retirement. I'm probably going to work to the day they bury me. But um, what else could I do? Well, you're getting it in based on your tax return. So no matter quarterly or whatever, it's paying in the taxes. When you get the 1040 done, basically it's accounting to make sure the right amount gets credited. As self-employed, meaning you're probably doing a Schedule C on your tax return. And so you're paying both sides of Social Security, the employee and employer side. So it kind of looks stiff when, when, as a business owner, that you're doing both sides of that. What about more business, more revenue? Uh, how's that looking for you? Is this also a business where, you know, and, and I get this totally, we want to write off everything we can, but, but you also, yeah, yeah. It really, does. It really hurts you in the long run. So let's just say your business keeps going, and, and this is kind of where the credits are taking you because it sees where your income is, and that's and that's what it's projecting going forward. How is there a way we can start putting away money on the side? Because it sounds like you don't have much emergency money. You don't have any other IRAs or Roth or anything else saved. Would that be accurate? That's correct. 
Yes. And, and you're age 50. So you're not out of time. This, this can still work for you, but you do need to have something besides social security. It's only supposed to be part of your retirement, not all of it. That's kind of, if this keeps going this way, you, you, you have to work to age 70 cause you need that to ramp up some more. You need those, that 8% compounding beyond full retirement age. So we've got to start squeezing out some more money and maybe that, uh, tax deductible IRA contribution, you know, being it's tax deductible in your income range. That's not, you're not having to fully fund it because Uncle Sam's helping you out there with it being pre tax, whatever you're putting in up to, depending on whether you're over 50 or under 50, you know, you can put a good bit into that and it be tax deductible also. So, what's our opportunity on saving? How's this business going? Well, business is going okay. I mean, it's not, it's not the best in the world, but. How, how much do you think I should save per month to, to give me or provide me with a good safety net? First, we have to get started on savings. I, I, I could tell you, you, you need to save 2000 a month and that number's not going to help you because you probably can't do that. If you can, then you should be doing that. And it, it, here's, here's my typical answer for that is you need to start yesterday and save as much as you can going forward. You've got to maximize this time. So what I see is your window, and I don't know anything about your business or health, but what I see is your window. If you're age 50, I think you've got 20 good energy years to work hard and work. That takes you to possible full buildup of Social Security waiting to age 70, and it gives you 20 years to take and put money away. So we've got to start what's comfortable and you have to push. You might have to look at lifestyle, might have to look expenses and start making adjustments because what you're looking at is when you, let's say you do work and save to 70 and all of a sudden health affects you that you can't do what you do anymore. What's your life expectancy? You're you may well could live to 90 or more. So then we're looking at 20 years of living off that money. And and you already know that's why you call it. Social security number is not going to get it done. So you've got to think about what can I start saving next month? Even if it's $200, you, you, you just start doing that and figure out ways to increase it. And if it's to grow the business, cut expenses, uh, cut back on things, uh, maybe a second business, second job. You've got the energy. Are you going to have the energy to keep working till you're 80 or 85? Had some, I ran into somebody today that, uh, I was talking with, uh, actually it was client. I came across in the grocery store. I was buying some stuff for lunch at the house. And he said, you know, and, and he had, he works about a day a week and he had told me, you know, last year, yeah, I'm retiring. I've Did got you say enough a money. day a week. Yeah. He works okay. about a day a week. All he right. said, yeah, I'm just a little part-time help them out, keeping my health benefits, but I'm about done with that. But he said, I ran into somebody their day and they were still working. Uh, it, it was at some hardware place. And he said they're, you know, and they're 83. Do you think he's still working because he wants to? And I said, no, I think he's working because he has to. 
he told me a little bit more information. I said, he said, well, that I don't want it to be me and Rochelle, I don't want that to be you. So we've got to make some adjustments now. So that's not you. And you're welcome to call anytime if you'd like to call my office at the daytime and, and get some help from our team on some of that. But uh, we, we've got to start. It, it's, you know, you know what? I, I recently shared this with somebody. It's small steps lead to bigger steps. Small amount of savings right now, just something can lead to more savings. And before you know it, you're going to be proud of yourself because you're getting start money, start putting away. And this isn't about, well, I've got to go get stocks. I've got to go take risks. No, you can be conservative, but let's start saving. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Rochelle. So I think the crux of your argument here is what, what she needs is something that it, it really convicts me. It feels like I'm sitting in church right now because it's all about discipline. It's all about sacrificing a little bit now for the promise of a bigger gain in the future yeah and and you're going to have to make adjustments can you tolerate the adjustments now yes you can because you have your health you're able to work you've got a business you probably got some spare time maybe to pick up that second job you know it's not what we all want to do but what are you going to do at age 70 you gotta it's it's all easy now it's all good but at age 70 what are you going to do are you going to want to be that person at 83 that 83 year old could work because their health is still good but how long how far out is that window you know that window's not that long then what are they going to do let's not put ourselves in that position there and and there was more to talk about i don't know her home situation if her home's paid for if she still has a mortgage could that be a source of income later you know we don't know if there's any other past spouses or anything that would be bigger benefits later. And, you know, there's a number of things to look at, but with what she gave us, it says, Hey, we need to start saving. We have to start saving because, uh, she could grow the business, put more into social security, but that's still not the answer. That's not going to get her where she needs to be. She's going to need more savings outside of that. Thank you very much for hanging out with us today, learning a little bit about mom and pop social security planning. I want to remind you, you have some show notes and a complimentary download waiting for you. Go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 38. This is episode 38, so it's gregoryricks.com slash podcast 38. But I do have a day job that goes with that. I'm a financial advisor, money manager, IRA, Sherpa, in a sense, help people with all these types of questions regarding the required minimum distributions, how to handle rollovers, how to set it up, how to grow it. Where are you on your financial path? Do you know where you're headed? How is it going to look when you get there? What is your risk number? My office number is 504-832-9200 or go to gregoryricks.com. Thanks for hanging out today. We do this six days a week. Catch all of our episodes live and on podcast with winningatlife.com and the Winning at Life app. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks.
Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management, Gregory Rickson Associates, W.J. Blanchard Law, LLC, J. Heath and & Company, and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Annuities are insurance contracts designed for retirement or other long-term needs. They provide guarantees of principal and credited interest subject to surrender charges. Annuity guarantees and protections are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Roth conversion is a taxable event and may have several tax-related consequences. Be sure to consult with a qualified tax advisor before making any decisions regarding your IRA. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Rickson Associates is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute legal or tax advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Rickson Associates. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks.